Praise God. That's good. So how'd y'all guys do with the plan this week? How's John 15 to you? So tell me something. Somebody tell me something. What'd you get? What was it? What was what jumped out to you in John 15? Abide. Mm. That voice we're hearing across the chasm. Right. There you go. Awesome. Who else said something on John 15? Yeah, Miss Helen. Was it what? Uh huh. Awesome. That's for sure. Abide in Him. Praise God. Anybody else got something? There you go. Mm hmm. Got to do some pruning. Got to do some cutting. Take some branches off. <clears throat> so, see, this is what I like about this. All of y'all are saying a little bit of different. That's, what it, that's why I lo love the Holy Spirit because He speaks to us as we need it and He knows what we need. And so it's not always the same, right? Uh, two scriptures to me, Philippians 4.13 and John 15.5 go hand in hand, right? Because one of, one of them says, I can do nothing without Jesus. But then Philippians 4.13 uh, says, I can do all things, right? Through Jesus, right? So... One saying, I, I ain't going to get nothing done. The other one saying, I'm going to get everything done. Those are my two. That's my little notation in here. Um, so praise God. Well, um, let's go over here. Let's go back over here in John to where we were Sunday. And I got a couple of more things I want to share with you. Back over in John 4. Now, in John 4, 46 here, we were talking about Sunday, um, the second sign or the second miracle that Jesus did. We talked last week about turning water into wine, first miracle, second miracle here of healing the nobleman's son. And we were talking about expectation. And the, the more I dig into this, the more I look at God's grace and the more I dig into the to, to, to the things of God, the more I'm convinced that it's like the enemy knows if he can get you to watch the news, that he's got you, right? Because there's going to be something. How, how many people after the Max 8, is that right? Max 8 plane that crashed? Wasn't that what it was? The Max 8, Max 9, 8. Don't you know that everybody that was flying that day, that next day, were looking at tickets? Wonder if their plane was going to go down? And so what happens is the, 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 more, the more things the enemy can put out there, the more he can throw out there, the more he can put before you that's full of doubt and unbelief, then the more your expectation begins to be in what's wrong than what God can do. And so it's like if he gets you up and you watch the news or you, you're, you're, you're looking at what's going on or, you know, reading all the headlines and all the bad things, the bad things, this, bad things, it's like, man, it just gets you to where you, you're, you lose, your expectation gets in what the enemy can do more than what God can do. You know, maybe when you, as you get older, you start to notice things like this, but I was reading Psalms 18 where it says, God can make my feet like the hinds feet of a deer. You know, I can leap over a wall. I can run through a troop. And I'm like... That'd be a supernatural event, man. 
I couldn't leap over a wall when I was a kid. I remember always going to track. They had to do track. If you played football, you had to do track. And so I was always trying to find the easiest thing to do, you know. And I remember always, we always tried to high jump. I mean, all I got to do is just run that little short distance, jump over that stick, you know. Yeah, it wouldn't work. But if I could have had supernatural hinds feet, you know. And so as I get older, I think about things like that. I say, ah, what a miracle that would be. Right? But what happens to us is this world wants to keep us bound, and this is where it goes back to that sin consciousness. As long as the devil can keep us bound into this natural realms of the world and we're not expecting anything as miracles, we're not expecting something glorious, we're not expecting you know, God to move and to do something, well, then he keeps us bound in the realm of doubt and unbelief. And I'm not so sure when you read the story of this man going over there that he when he went to Jesus, I don't know if he was really full of faith. He just knew that miracles were happening from him, and if he could get him to come home with him, his, he, something could happen. He was looking for, for Jesus to come all the way, walk the 16 miles, go over to his house, lay hands on his son, and he'd be healed because he'd seen, heard Jesus and opened blind eyes. Or, well, actually, actually, that's not true. I'm speaking. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not speaking right here because that was only the second miracle Jesus had ever done. All he ever did is see him turn water into wine. Others would have had this, the opportunity later. But this guy went, but he wanted him to come lay hands on him. And what happens is, is if the enemy can keep us bound to the realm of the physical, then our expectation begins to be in doubt and unbelief. But if we can get out of that and we can look at the supernatural and know that our God is the God of the Spirit, and he's going to make everything work, and it's going to happen in the spirit first before it ever happens in the physical. That the moment we get into that realm, all of a sudden expectation, it starts to be in his word and what he said he'd do, and he's a God that can back up his word, and our confidence comes in that. And as we get into that, well, then we'll see miracles happen. But the whole battle is the enemy trying to talk you out of it in your head. That long walk home like I was talking about Sunday. Start going back, and then what, what's he saying? What's he saying? What's he saying? There's the battleground. And so, like we always say, if you get it going and you see some miracles, well, then your faith gets stronger, right? But then I don't know about y'all, but I can stop, and I can always laugh, and I'll say, you know, God, I was headed to hell. And you saved me. That's the biggest miracle I've ever had in my life. I got, I got heaven made. I mean, God does things all the time. And a lot of times, we're just not seeing it. I can look at every one of y'all tonight. All y'all are miracles. I mean, come on. You know, one of my favorite movies is It's a Wonderful Life, right? I always watch it every Christmas. And, 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 it, and it, it's such a, to me, it's, a, it's, it's, it's like, it's real. I mean, it's not a movie. It's life. And I stop sometimes and I say, what would church, what would life be like here if there had never been a Living Waters Church? What would happen? What would we be? Y'all would have come down here and there would have been no place to go. You'd have got out of the snow, and, but there's no church. You know, and you can always look around and say, oh, well, maybe God would have done something else or he'd have started, you know, there would have been another work or whatever. But I'm just saying, if it wasn't here. And a lot of times I start to think, man, if I would have, 
been in the situation I was at, wouldn't have met Jesus, you know, what? Oof. I don't want to be, I wouldn't want to be that person. And that's enough to jerk me out of whatever the mud hole I'm in. <laughs> when I just stop and think about that and just jerk me out of that mud hole and get me back straight saying, oh, Lord, what was I thinking? <laughs> Things are looking really, really good. I can guarantee you, I, I, oh, life would have been horrible without Jesus, without the Holy Spirit, without knowing the Word. Okay, so anyway, I'm getting off here, but uh, we got to watch our expectors. That's what I'm calling it, it's your expector. Because what are you expecting? So it's your expector. What's it turned on to? How many people, when you just start listening to what's coming out of people's mouths, everybody, nobody's believing for anything good. And it's plagued by, by, literally a demonic force that's pushing it to try to get everybody in doubt and unbelief and discouragement. They said that, uh, I, I saw an article today that America's fallen in, in being one of the happiest countries in the world, right? Why aren't there millions of immigrants trying to get to Finland? It's the happiest country in the world. Too cold. Yeah. It's too much water, we can't get there. Think about that. Why are they all trying to get to in, into the United States if we're not a good country? And the thing is, it gets me, is that, is that their expectation is that if they make it to America, it's going to be great. But then everybody that's been in America is saying, oh, it's a terrible place. Everything's just going pot. Terrible place. President's crazy. Everybody's crazy. That's going to We've got to get this country changed. We're killing the world. We're going to break it down the ozone layer. Signs are going to come through and charge them all. And they're just... And I'm just like, if you guys would shut up, it would be a happier place. If we go back to like Walter Cronkite, just told us the news, what was going on, that was it. But then again, we've got the advantage. You know what you can do? Turn it off. Just don't listen. So what, I'm, what I wanted to bring out tonight and say is, You've got to do an evaluation of what's stealing your expectation. I mean, is it your naysayer friend, your, uh, your, you know, listening, watching the news, uh, you know, whatever's going on around you? And if you can pinpoint it, fine. If not, well, then you have to stop and say, okay, well, where's, uh, you've got to go down now to the next thing. What's coming out of my mouth? right? Because what's coming out of your mouth is creating the vision for your life and what you're seeing and what you're, gonna, you're, you're doing. So then your expectation, your vision, and your confession, it's all tied in together. But you can't see God move if there's not an environment and an atmosphere for, uh, of, of expectation in your life. Every day I'm believing God to show me something. Every day I'm believing God to, to see something happen. I don't know what it is. I'm just saying, hey, Lord, just excite me today. Just, this is, this is just something. Just whatever, Lord, just whatever. Oh, there's things I'm praying and believing for, you know what I mean? But I'm just, I'm just saying, Lord, today I just want to see you. And never has he failed me. <clears throat> when I was just driving in, I didn't come in at the same time my wife did. I came in later. And 
I, as I turned on the, the road to come into town, and the radio was on, and they started playing, One day at a time, sweet Jesus, it's all I'm asking of you. And I started laughing. I was like, thanks, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it was on a country station that shouldn't have been playing that. And I started laughing. Yeah, just one day at a time, Lord. Thank you. He gave me a song all the way. Sing to me all the way, Lord, into town. You see, but you've got to be looking for it. And if you're not expecting it, if you're not looking for it, you're not going to see it. And I think a lot of Christians are going around, they're jumping up and down saying, God, I want to see you do something, I want to see you do something, but they don't really have any expectation. At the end of the day, they said, see, nothing happened. Nothing happened. And you got to listen. And you, I can tell you, you're expecting what's coming out of your mouth. Because if you want to know what's in your heart, just listen to what comes out of your mouth. Proverbs 4.23, all the issues of life spring forth from the heart. Death and life's in the power of the tongue. Let's talk about what's coming out of your mouth. Now, the only way you can change that is to change what you've placed inside of your heart, which is the Word of God, what you're going to believe in. Like, through life, and I know you all all know this, there's always the person that stands there, and I can't say what they say, but you know what they say. You'll know when I get close enough to this because I don't want it to go on tape. Pastor's cussing again. But the person, you know, no matter what's going on, no matter how big of a deal it is or whatever, well, they always say, well, it's this shot. You all with me? When it may just be a rock hung in the fender, but they're like the truck is broke. You all with me? Just shot to pieces. Right? That's their first inclination of everything. And I find in life that most of the time it's not. Most of the times things are not as bad as you think it is. It's just how the enemy wants to set this thing up. Right? And so we waste emotional energy worrying about it. We waste time fretting over it. When the truth of the matter is, we should have just had our expectation in God and said, I don't know what that is, but Lord, you're going to take care of it. That's the only way we can do it. Now, all the science going in out there and all the things going in, talking about even just the endorphins you release in your body by thinking positive is healing to your soul. I'm not so sure that the, the, I mean, I know that the root of cancer is demonic, but I'm not so sure that the root of cancer is not just people worrying. I saw an article, and just listen to this. Like I'm saying, it can make you crazy. It said if you drink your coffee or your tea too hot, it could cause cancer. And I thought to myself, if it's too hot, you're not going to drink it. But then again, what's too hot? Oh, the water has to be at 192, and it can't be at 195. But I'm just saying, it's just something else to worry about. Before long, you can't eat, drink, do anything breathe that it's not causing cancer, right? So somewhere in life, there has to be something positive and an expectation in God to say, God, you got me. You're going to take me through this. I'm going to walk through it. That's why I love the stories. Don't take this to heart, okay? But I love the story of the, the oldest veteran, what was he, 112, smoked 12 cigars a day and drank whiskey at night? He was 112. Finally killed him. 
I don't suggest that for a healthy lifestyle, but I'm just saying, I want to see one of those like, yeah, well, what about him? How come that, you know? Yeah, if you drink your coffee too hot. It just goes on and on. It never quits. Well, why would that be unless the enemy knows that if he gets you there, you're not going to walk in victory? The other day, it seemed like I was really getting attacked and thoughts coming to me, and I stopped and I just laughed. I said, man, I must have you really worried. I mean, Mr. Devil, I must have you really, really worried. I mean, you're like shooting super duper over on me today. And I must, what is going on? You just got me. You just all, all, got all the hell stirred up down there. We got to hurry up and send some extra, you know, legions over to Robert's house because he's about to believe the truth or something. I said, you ain't got me. You're not going to fool me on this, man. I know what you're doing. And so, you know, you just go to quote the word and speak in the word, walk around your house, do a little dance, Holy Ghost dance, shout and telling Jesus how great he is and how big he is and how great my God is, Right? That's life. But I can just promise you, the more you practice that, the more victories you're going to see. But you got to practice it. You cannot let it go. Don't give the devil an inch. Don't give him anything. Don't let him, slide. Don't let him get in there and get his hooks in you. The moment you sense it's fear, the moment you sense it's trouble, the moment you sense anything like that's coming down the road, Man, jump on the bandwagon the other way. Amen? Look at yourself in the mirror and say, hello, good looking. It's going to be a great day today. Amen? So look at that person beside you and say, man, you're going to have the greatest day tomorrow. Amen. Well, praise God. Bill, help me. Let's take up our offering tonight. <clears throat> Y'all throw in some extra prayers this week for uh, everything going on down at the orphanage because we're trying to get everything done. They're building the stage right now. They got the speakers hooked in. They got the electricity going in. We're making a wild dash to finish up the last things. They've got, uh, pit they showed me some pictures this afternoon. They're getting sidewalks put in. They're getting trying to get everything landscaped and everything for the big Deal, so everybody's down there just running. It looks like a bunch of little ants running around there. Then we're all going to show up, and there's like 60 people going to be there uh, coming in from all over, and we're just going to jump on it, pound it out, and have a big church dedication. So just be praying for all that. Yes, we did. Six gallons a minute. And good enough. Better than zero. Amen. So praise God for that. A couple of things on Saturday happening. You want a microphone? Here, just speak in my, just get up close Don't to forget. <laughs> praise God. So 10 and 2. Awesome. Okay, uh, put your hand on your offering. Let's pray over it. <clears throat> Father, I just thank you right now in Jesus' name your hand upon us. I thank you, Lord, that you are the most amazing God in the world, and you are the God who just makes ways where there seems to be no way. I thank you for blessing the people and their finances tonight, their businesses tonight. I just declare, Lord God, that you begin to do miracle, crazy, wild things, Lord God, and just bring about victory and bring about an increase of finances in every area, no matter what kind of finances you are, Lord God. You can do it, and we thank you for it. We praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.
Hello, this is Robert Richards, and you're listening to The Waterhole, our weekly broadcast, which is now available on iTunes and all major podcast platforms. You can also watch the weekly video broadcast on our YouTube channel. Links in the description. I pray this has been a blessing to you, and if you've enjoyed this message, please share this with a friend. God bless you, and remember, no matter where you are and what you've done, Jesus loves you.